Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. So today we have a topic that I think will interest all of you in the professional world of sales. So if you're a sales professional, you are going to really dig this podcast. You're going to dig this episode. So we're going to talk about how things are changing in the sales profession. And Charles Dickens wrote the famous line, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, as the opening sentence in his novel, A Tale of Two Cities, published, get this, way back in 1859. Now, the story is about London and Paris during the French Revolution, and it explores the themes of love, sacrifice, and the contrasts between the rich and the poor. And the line means to capture the duality of the times in which the novel takes place. On the one hand, it was the best of times because many positive changes were happening in the world then, such as the Industrial Revolution and the advancement of science and technology. On the other hand, it was the worst of times because of the poverty, social unrest, and violence that were also present. So that was nearly 200 years ago. Does it sound much different than today? You know, I have this thought. We as humans think that our human experience is so unique and so special and so different than it was many, many years ago. Now, the line also expresses that people can simultaneously experience joy and suffering. And in the novel, characters like Charles Darnay and Sidney Carton experience great love and sacrifice, but face great danger and turmoil at the same time. So overall, the line, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, is a commentary on the complexities of life and the coexistence of both positive and negative experiences. Not too different from today. I'm sure that listeners around the world can relate to both parts of this opening sentence. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. You know, I was talking to someone and they, they mentioned hearing that uh, a survivor of the World War II carpet bombing of London noted that that was her favorite time in her life. This was many, many years when she was in her 90s. And she said, that time in my life was remarkably one of the best because it brought us together as a community. It brought us together as families. When those bombs rained down at night, we had crawled into these holes to protect ourselves from the uh, carpet bombing from the Germans. And, and she said, as Londoners, we became close. Babies were born in those tunnels. People fell in love. Uh, that stress bonded people during that, what most would consider a horrific time. All right, so you're probably thinking, what does this got to do with sales? What, what's the correlation? What's the connection? So the world of sales professionals and being a professional in the world of sales has changed. For some, it is a time of fantastic success. At the same time, 
many others are struggling to adapt and keep pace. If you think about it, the sales profession has significantly changed in the last two years due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the shift towards digitalization. I read somewhere that the pandemic and its nature to force us into the digital world in order to earn a living fast-forwarded what would have normally happened organically in six years to a matter of six months. I mean, to be brutally honest, I had never heard of Zoom before the pandemic. I had used GoToMeeting and some other platforms, but I'd never heard of Zoom. And now most of my meetings take place on the Zoom platform. Even my sales meetings most take place in the Zoom environment. Isn't that crazy? So I wanted to share with you some ways the sales profession has changed. Now, remember, this podcast is for people crazy enough to win. If you have a topic, an idea that you want me to talk about on this podcast, go to johngrubs.com. That is www.johngrubs.com. You can connect with me on my website. You can you can download free information. Heck, I give away a book, one of my leadership books. I give it away for free at johngrubs.com. And people say, John, why do you give your book away? It sells for $20 on Amazon. Why are you giving your book away? Well, I'm giving that book to you as a listener because you are giving me the most precious gift one human can give another, and that is your time. And in exchange for your time, in exchange for you listening to this podcast, I'm going to give you that book for free. You can download it as a Mobi file if you read your books on Kindle, or you can download it as a PDF file if you just want to read it on any device. So back to the topic. How has the sales profession changed in recent years? Well, as I mentioned earlier, there is a markedly increased focus on virtual selling. The pandemic forced people to work remotely and reduced in-person meetings. I had one of my uh, clients I work with, they cut their travel budget in 2021 from what was nearly $600,000 in 2019. In 2021, it was reduced to $150,000. That's a 75% reduction in travel expenses because of our ability to now work remotely. And sales professionals have had to adapt to virtual selling. And this change has increased the emphasis on video conferencing, social media, and other digital channels. You know, it used to be if I were to do an initial meeting with a potential client, let's say in Chicago, I live in East Texas, close to Dallas, that initial meeting would often entail me getting on a plane, flying to Chicago, have the meeting, maybe an hour or two meeting, and then flying back. 24 hours of travel would encompass a one or two hour initial meeting with a potential client. I don't do that anymore. If you want to talk to me about my training, we will typically start the meeting in the Zoom environment or Teams or Google Chat, whichever whichever platform you prefer. That's number one, increased focus on virtual selling. So here's number two. This is how the sales profession has changed in the last couple of years. A greater use of technology. Sales teams increasingly rely on CRM, customer relationship management, and artificial intelligence, AI, and even chatbots to streamline the sales process 
and provide a better customer experience. You know, I think it's the, I call it TQ, technology acumen. I think if any sales rep wants to have credibility in 2023, they have to have a high TQ, technology acumen, being able to use resources in the form of technology to better adapt to the current buyer experience. And you know what I found? Many young buyers, young engineers, young technical people, they prefer the, well, the technology environment over the face-to-face environment. And it's much easier to pop on a video conferencing call than it is to set up an in-person meeting because we don't have the logistics that we have to deal with. I just had a meeting with a potential client a few minutes ago. We popped on a Zoom call and spent 15 to 20 minutes with each other and we popped off. You like that word pop on, pop off. If you're in sales, use that language. It implies a short meeting and you're much more likely to get a yes by using the term, let's pop on a meeting. Let's pop on a Zoom meeting or let's pop on. Because if you say pop on, they think, hey, if we're going to pop on, we can pop off. It's going to be quick. So number two is a greater use of technology. Number three, this is how sales has changed in the last few years. A shift towards customer centricity. Ooh, don't you like that word? Centricity. So with competition increasing and customers having more options, sales professionals have had to focus on providing a better customer experience. A better customer experience. This challenge has led to greater emphasis on understanding customer needs and tailoring sales approaches to individual customers. Meaning that as a sales rep, we can't have a hardened rigid approach to sales and expect to be as successful as we were in the past. We're going to have to be adaptive to the customer and the customer needs. And that means, one, making sure that we give them a better customer experience. That was number three, shift towards customer centricity. Number four, I'm giving you six. If you're keeping count, I'm giving you six. Number four is a greater emphasis on social selling. I made the joke with a team last week. I graduated uh, from business school. I had earned my master's of business administration in 1999. Do you think the marketing classes that I took in the late 90s have any relevance today? Do you think they matter at all in the scheme of how customers engage with their Uh, potential providers of service, whether it be a service or a product. I mean, almost everyone is using social media platforms of some sort. And sales teams use things like LinkedIn to engage with prospects and even build relationships. Social selling involves exploiting social media to identify and engage with potential customers. You know, if you're on uh, LinkedIn and you're not using the, uh, the sales environment to your advantage, whether it be using some of the higher end platforms that they sell in order to get more intelligence about your buyers. I think you're missing a huge opportunity. Uh, I've had a tremendous degree of success using social media, most, mostly uh, LinkedIn, in order to build those first conversations with potential buyers of my services. So social selling, if you're weak there, 
there are tons of resources out there. I have things on my website that will help you. Uh, but learn how to get better at social selling. That's number four. Greater emphasis on social selling. Number five, five of six. There is more collaboration between sales and marketing today than ever. And even so much as some people say that there's no difference between sales and marketing. Now, I don't agree with that. I think there's been convergence where those two disciplines are beginning to approach each other. But to say that they're the same, I can't get there, listeners. I just can't get there. I think that a great marketing strategy will tee up leads in the form of opportunities for a great salesperson to take those leads, take that lead, help them become a prospect, and then eventually become a customer. So sales and marketing teams increasingly collaborate to make more effective campaigns and messaging. I do think that there is an important connection between sales and marketing so that the messaging is consistent and that the campaigns match the outcomes that will lead a potential buyer to the organization in order for the salesperson to help them continue the buying journey. And this collaboration helps ensure that sales teams have the right resources and messaging to close deals. So there are, while they're not the same, I think they're more symbiotic now than ever, and they do tend to function much better when there is collaboration between marketing and sales. And by the way, you know, there's one pretty easy litmus test to know if your marketing is working, and that is, are you getting qualified leads to move through the buying journey? If you're not, then maybe your marketing is not calibrated quite exactly the way it should be. That's number five, more collaboration between sales and marketing than ever before. Number six, increased use of data. Now, if you don't think data is important, you think about the mega platforms out there around the world. The two ways companies grow to huge scale are data and reach. The more insights they can have about you and the more people they reach, the bigger these large platforms become. You think about the amount of data that Amazon has on you at this moment. They know what you like to buy. They know how often you like to buy it. They know what you're into. They know what your hobbies are. They know more about you than I think any of us are comfortable admitting. And they can leverage that data to get you to buy more products. So sales professionals and use data to gain insights into customer behavior and preferences. This information helps them better understand customer needs and get this tailored sales approaches to individual customers. You know, if you know, I'm recently a, a new convert to boating. If you know that I'm in boating and what type of boating that I'm into, then you're able to tailor a way to approach me and probably have a higher likelihood of gaining a sale. Okay, so those are the six ways that the sales profession has changed. Now let's shift a little bit. Let's talk about what it takes to be successful in the world of sales today. So the sales profession has become more digital, customer-centric, and data-driven in the last two years. Sales pros have had to adapt to these changes to stay competitive and meet the needs of their customers. But to be successful as a sales professional, 
Several key things are essential. Number one, building relationships after the sale. If you follow me, you know I wrote, I've written a book recently called the uh, the Wolf Sale Model, Sales Model, Non-Relationship Selling. I believe in selling first and then building a relationship second. In other words, building solid relationships with customers is critical for success in sales. But it's much better when it's done after the value proposition has been stated. In other words, we're not being disingenuous. I'm being friendly with you just because I want you to buy something from me. I've created so much value up front that the sale makes sense. Now we can build a relationship after the sale. Make the time to understand the customer's needs and preferences in order to build trust and rapport. Number two, adapt to change. If you want to be successful as a sales professional today, you must be able to adapt to changes in the new market, new technologies, changing customer needs, and above all, stay current with the latest trends and be willing to adjust sales strategies accordingly. I watched a sales rep uh, fail into retirement because he failed to adapt to new technology. And he kept thinking it's going to go back to the way it was before. We're going to go back to being able to sell the way I sold in the pre-COVID world. And unfortunately, it never did to his demise. So we must adapt to change. And by the way, how can you improve without changing? What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. If you want to improve, you must change. All right. I've mentioned this before, but I want to go a little deeper. You must embrace digital selling if you want to be successful today. With more online sales, sales pros must have a solid digital presence and be comfortable with virtual selling. 80% of the buying journey now takes place online. Think about it. If you've bought anything of significance in the recent past, What is the first thing you did before you even encountered someone to possibly make a purchase? You did research online. You know, you studied and researched what you're going to buy. You know, I recently bought a a boat and I actually did more research on that boat, knowing much more details than the actual sales rep at the dealership did before I even arrived. Now, he knew a lot about a lot of different boats, but I knew a lot about that specific boat that I was interested in. So we must embrace digital selling. And we have to understand how to use social media, video conferencing, and other digital tools effectively. All right, number four, to be successful as a sales professional today, we must be a problem solver. We must help people solve problems. Sales pros are problem solvers who can identify customer pain points and provide solutions that meet their needs. Not what you're trying to sell them. We have to show how our products or services meet their needs. I teach sales reps how to develop a power statement, and the power statement starts with customer pain points. All right. To be successful today, you must also focus on the customer experience. And providing a positive customer experience is critical for sales success, whether it be easy to do business with, or being responsive, or being timely, or being accurate, 
make sure that the experience for the buyer is amazing. And great sales reps must be willing to go the extra mile to ensure customer satisfaction after the sale and customer satisfaction before the sale. In other words, if you're hard to do business with, if you're difficult to deal with, your chance of being successful over and over and over is going to be lower than those who are better at making it easy to buy from your organization. And then number six, we've touched on it before, but this is worth an examination of its own. To be successful in today's sales environment, you must continuously improve. The best sales reps, well, they're always looking for ways to enhance their skills and knowledge. They seek training and they seek development opportunities. They stay updated with industry trends and actively seek feedback. You know, the people that I'm talking to, and they say, John, will you help us uh, interview a potential candidate or help us come up with ideas to vet candidates before we hire them in a sales role? You know, one of the things I tell them, ask them what is the last book or podcast or sales learning experience they've had. If they can't give you one, they're not continuous learners. They're not continually improving their skill set. They're not people who are growth mindset, who believe that intelligence is like physical fitness. We can always get better. They may be fixed mindset where they believe that, you know what, I've learned everything I need to know about sales and I'm good to go for the rest of my career. I would not endorse hiring that person because things are changing around us at a rapid pace. So the last one is look for people who continuously improve. And if you're a sales rep for yourself, always look for ways you can improve your skill set. You know, my new e-learning platform, wolfsalestraining.com, I teach three things. The wolf sales uh, mindset, the hunter mindset, hunter skills to think like a wolf and what skills that you use to hunt like a sales rep. And then habits. What are the habits of a hunter sales rep? All of those are tools that people can take online to improve themselves as a sales professional. So let's wrap up. I've gone a little bit longer than I like to go. I like to keep these podcasts at 20 minutes so that they're you know, consumable in an average commute to work or home after work. So success in sales today requires adaptability. you got to be adaptable. you got to have digital savvy. You got to be able to solve problems. You got to focus on the customer and you got to have a commitment to continuous improvement. All right. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, I'm going to ask you to do a couple things. One, I want you to sign up uh, and, you know, so that you receive these podcasts. Uh, make sure that you are connected with me on social media and that you are signed up for the free goodies that I give away at johngrubs.com. So subscribe, connect, link to me however you want so that you get notified every time I drop a new episode. This podcast is for people who are crazy enough to do things a little bit differently. This podcast is for people crazy enough to try what other people are afraid of. This podcast is for people crazy enough to win. Until next time.